Previously on Cast and Wax. Guard duty is done, so we can't add you into it as a character. Well, you could dad, you could re-edit it. And so, we tactfully leave Nathan here. Oh, no, voice! You're not leaving me now after all the trouble and self-discovery I went through to find you! In preparation for this episode, we recorded three all-new shows. One new Frank Advice, one new Scape Debate, and one new Rory Stories from Another World. But only the winner gets to be broadcast. Out of that fuel-efficient chariot steps the life form of any idyllic girl reporter. I went to journalism school for this crap? You uh, walk around naked in a field all day, and you defecate, and then you, you utilize that to determine other worms. Hello. Good to hear from you all. Uh, happy holidays. You know. Right, right. Um, 
And uh, this is Rory Sundin. Hello, Scape, yes, whatever, Merry Christmas, whatever. Oh, come on, Rory, muster a little uh, cheer, would you? Oh, you know, uh, happy holidays, uh, it's wonderful. You can do better than that. No, I can't, Frank, I just, you know, there's no reason to do better than that. Well, Rory, how about the fact that I am running around my cell? Are you thankful for that? Scape, we, we missed Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving's over, this is Christmas, so we don't have to be thankful anymore. We have to buy presents. Well, did you get me a present? No, it's not Christmas yet, so no. <sighs> okay. Anyway, you, you know, we, we have a jam-packed show. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, we have a jam-packed show. Uh, that's true, Frank. Well done. And also, uh, we have a lot of letters. So I'm going to start us off by reading letters. Because here's the thing. We have a lot of shows this, this time. But I think the next show is going to be a Christmas show. So, basically what I'm saying is hold off on regular letters. If you have letters about Christmas, those are the ones you should send in this time, okay? Uh, letters about Christmas, okay? Uh, the email is, um, I don't remember. It's castingwax at gmail. You've, you did, you have a song about oh, it. Oh, yeah. Castingwax at gmail.com or something. I don't know. Castingwax at gmail.com. That is a song. I mean, that's an email. <laughs> And, um, we got a lot of letters. So, uh, Frank Allen, you read the letter. Okay, uh, uh, well, here we go, getting right into it. Uh, Dear Rory Sinjin, thank you for your clarify. I am understand now you do not controlling all aspect of admitteds to Scala of Extra History. However, you are only correspondent or person we known in United States, so I am right in hope that you can provision advice. We are get several threatening letters from famous European diplomat and politician John Baptiste Saint Seraph. He is saying we will be removed and evicted from Lynn Nelson home if we do not pay him rents. This scare us very much with the weather of winter arrive soon. What shall we do? We have no knowing of how to earn money in the USA to pay him. Endrit Fishta. How many times do I have to tell you, Endrit Fishta? You are not my problem. All right? I don't care if you die. Rory! I don't. I don't care. I don't care if he dies. He's going to go, you know, why don't you just stay under bridges the whole time and why don't you die? Why don't you die of the curry? No, okay. Endred Fisher, I'm not Rory Sinjin. I'm Frank Allen, but don't do that. Don't listen to him. I, you know, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, 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 go to, go to, go to, go to the government. I, 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 you Frank, know. just tell him to die. Tell him to go under a bridge and die. I'm not going to do that. God, Rory, what is wrong with you today? You know very well what's wrong with me. My job is terrible. I have a crappy life. I have no girlfriend. All I have is money, and I have a lot of it. And that is a good thing, and it it does once in a while console me, and I will be honest with you. At my at my lowest points, I think of the money, and I think, well, it could be worse. I, I could not have money. But I, it's still the rest of the things are terrible, and, you know, what is the point of money if you don't have a good job and, and a wife and, you know... Sex. All right, all right, that's enough, that's enough. Look, uh, whether you are happy in your life doesn't mean you should be mad to Endrit Fishta. Endrit, I don't know what to tell you. I would say write to John Baptiste because he's clearly more interested in you than, than Rory, who has not tried to contact you at all. I mean, John Baptiste is the one who brought you to the United States. I think you really should get in touch with him and make him uh, help you. Uh, you know, that's, you know, that's what he should do. Rory's, uh, you know, a... A field pooper. Oh, thank well, you. I mean, it's technically true, and he, field poopers can't help you. Yes, field poopers lie in my field so I can defecate on you. No, don't do that. Don't do that. Okay. Uh, escape, we've, we're done with this letter because 
you know, Rory's being a jerk. Well, okay, Rory, that means you gotta ask her, you gotta read the next letter. Fine, you know, fine. What the hell, Rory? Oh, great, it's a letter for me. What the hell, Rory? You're broken up with June for like a couple of weeks and already you're hitting on other women, not to mention you're already two-timing me with this Lena chick. I guess technically you're two-timing her with me. I told you I wasn't a homewrecker and I'm not a cheater either or someone who likes to be cheated on. We are over. Call me when you're ready to get real and be with a real woman and stop creeping, Teresa. Who is Teresa? Come on, Rory. She, she wrote to you last time. She wrote to you last time. She was talking about how you sounded really sexy and then she said she didn't want you to touch... Her because you had poop hands. Well, fine. So what's the difference? You know, you you didn't want to get with me anyway. So I don't know why you're writing in to rub it in. I, you know, I, Teresa, I didn't want to date you. I will never date you. You can go away. Rory. You know, yes, I, I'm. Yes, Frank. I'm being mean to the 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 people who write into us to to tell me that I'm cheating on them when I've never even met them. You know what? What do you care? Well, I care because this is a podcast I'm on, and if you yell at all the listeners, they're not going to be listeners anymore. That was pretty good point, Rory. Fine. Who cares? They're not going to, you know, they're not going to listen to the podcast. Whatever. Well, Rory, that's not nice. This podcast is the best way to hear Scapey, and it's the best way to know about things that Scapey does. If people are like, oh, that's a podcast where people yell at me, I don't like it, well, then they're not going to hear Scapey. Who cares about you, Scape? Who listens to this podcast for you? You think anyone really listens to this podcast just to hear you whine and complain and sing your mewling songs? Rory. No, what do I care? What do I care? What are you going to do? Kick me off the podcast? Force me to eat cat food? Make me taste my own bum? You know, what What could possibly get worse? The only thing you could possibly do to make my life worse is to take my money away and... You don't have the authority to do that. You're a cat. You're a pathetic little cat. You, the only authority you have is kick me off the podcast. What do I care if I get kicked off the podcast? You're not going to kick me off the podcast. Your father wouldn't let you kick me off the podcast. Ah. Well, Rory, to be fair, I think if Jordan heard all that, he might kick you off the podcast. That was really rude. Yes, yes, yes. Jordan, good. Whatever. You know, Jordan, if you want to kick me off the podcast, that's fine. Write me. Kick me off the podcast. I don't care. I am going through some things. They are miserable things, you know, and... Why, why should I, why should I censor myself just to fit in amongst you people who are pretending to be happy? No, I'm actually pretty happy. Yes, well, of course you are, Frank. Of course you are. You work at a supermarket. Why would you be unhappy? You have no money. You have no girlfriend. You have no real job. You don't do the things you care about for your living. All you do is talk on a, a microphone at a store and restock shelves. Your life is, must be wonderfully fulfilling. You must be incredibly happy with yourself. You must be so gosh darn happy. Your mother would be proud if she was alive, I'm sure. All these things that you feel in your heart. But you know what, Frank? I am not happy. I'm not as moronically stupid as you, so I can't dumb myself down and tell myself that my life is going well just because I, I feel that, that one should be happy, and therefore I am happy. I'm not happy, all right? I'm not happy. My life is not going well. All I have in my life is millions of dollars. That's not enough. Again, I'm not saying that money is not one of the most important things in the world, and I'm not saying that I'll give away my money or that I don't want to keep the millions of dollars I have. I do, but it's not everything. There is another thing that is needed for happiness, whether it be a job you like or a girlfriend you care about, Neither of which I have. Not, it might be dignity, neither of which I have, you know. 
Skate, you want me to read another letter now? Is that what it is? Um, yeah, I guess. Fine. Rory, Frank, Scape, and Jordan, thank you, Jordan, for the song. That was awesome. I didn't understand the rules for the covers. Rory, please, a traditional reading is fine with me. I don't think you should have to do the poop thing for the separate reading that you used to do while you were still running the Institute. Uh, this is a letter from Lauren, obviously. It's broken up into bits for all of us. La- Lauren, there is another world where... Your life is miserable all the time, and all you can think about is what you don't have. All you can think about is how you used to have so much more than you have, and now all you have is nothing but, you know, one thing that that is important to you, possibly. And the rest of everything, all you could, you can't, you can't enjoy the millions of dollars you have. You can't enjoy the fact that you could buy and sell any of the pathetic people around you at any time, all you can do is suffer and know that your heart is empty, that your soul is unfulfilled, that your life sucks, in another word, and and you just want to give up. You just want to give up all the time. So whatever you... I don't even remember what your problem was, but whatever it is, it's not as bad as that, so... Just stop complaining. <sighs> nice, Rory. Nice. This is a a, a woman who writes into our podcast because she's a fan of it. And you... <sighs> There's more letter here. Frank, I listened to your segment and you never answered my question. However, things have worked out for the better. And now he calls me his girlfriend still in her Facebook official status. But hey, little steps. Scape, you should contact Rock School. Since your dad is in Washington, have maybe your mom or Frank or Rory help you. I did enjoy your song, though. Can't wait to hear more from everyone, Lauren. And you know what? Hold on. They don't even... There's more because there's a second letter from him. It's his apology letter. Frank, I apologize for saying you didn't answer my question. My bad. Please accept my apology, Lauren. Well, Lauren, of course, listen. Of course I accept your apology. Some of us at the show care about our listeners and want uh, them to continue listening to the podcast and keep writing into us. So I appreciate that you wrote in with a question, and I'm glad that I could help answer it, along with, I think, was that when when Wally Rossman was in? I'm glad the two of us could help out in any way that we did. I'm glad that he's calling you his girlfriend. No Facebook status. All right, well, keep it up. You know, if, if it's important to you, say to him, hey, you know, it's important to me that you put me on your Facebook status. You know, communication is the most important thing about relationships, so I think that's the, really the key. Don't you, don't you agree, uh, Scape? Oh, what? Communication. Yeah, yeah. I, when I need moist food, I'm like, hey, uh, Dad, give me moist food. Great. Okay, uh, Rory, that's how you talk to a listener. Oh, you know, you're so skilled, Frank. You're, you're so wonderful. <sighs> Whatever. Frank, why'd you read the next letter? Fine. Uh, dear Rory Sinjin, great, another one for you. Uh, I represent the Hiro Tito Loveburger Institute for Extra Historical Studies. This is an official notice to cease and desist all negative, questionably negative, remotely negative, potentially negative, and possibly slanderous public comments in reference to regarding or about the Hirohito Loveburger Institute for Extra Historical Studies, per your contract with and code of conduct issued by the Hirohito Loveburger Institute for Extra Historical Studies. If you continue such public statements, the Hirohito Loveburger Institute for Extra Historical Studies may pursue legal action against you. Please contact me if you have any questions. Sincerely, Marianne Roma. Ah, you know, wonderful, wonderful, June. Now you're, now you're suing me, June. Now you are suing me for slander or negative or whatever it is. You're censoring me, June. Is this, is this really is this really how you feel about me? You won't even talk to me. You won't even say anything to me. All you do is you contact me through these letters. You contact me through demoting me. You contact me through your lawyer? Am I not worth more than that? I understand you're mad at me. I get it. 
You know, I, I hurt you. Well, you know what? I'm sorry I hurt you, but what you're doing to me? Am I not a man? <sighs> Am I not worthy of just, just calling me on the phone? Just discuss with me how you feel. <sighs> you know, it's, it doesn't matter. It's too late because I'm not interested in, you know, making up with you now after what you've done. But, you know, at least you could stop being such a... You could stop being such a bitch, you know? Seriously. So, you know, I won't say anything mean about the Hitler Levberger Institute. It's a wonderful institution. Um, but privately, uh, June T. Loveberger, completely divorced from the institution, is a flaming bitch, and I hate her. So, that's how I feel. Okay, uh, burning a lot of bridges here tonight. Um, June T. Loveberger, uh, I'm, of course, willing to, to take any grants that you're, you're offering, especially if they involve uh, just debunking extra history. I mean, I'm, I'm happy to do that. You know, Frank, but just why don't you just shut up and keep out of your own business. I mean, mind your own business. Whatever, keep out of my business. All right, uh, Rory, fine. I've got another letter here. Looks like it's related to that last one. Great. Another another lawsuit against me. Fine. Uh, dear Rory Sinjin, I am an attorney specializing in employment law. It has been brought to my attention that you may have reason to pursue legal action against your current employer due to your current working conditions and responsibilities. I understand that you may be facing a slander suit and that you may require expert representation. Please contact me if you would like to discuss these matters further. Sincerely, Marion Roma. You know what... Yes, I mean, obviously, I just got that letter, so fine, you know, I'll contact, I'll contact you, I'll contact you, Miss Roma. I am, you know, I, I do, I would love to sue them, but I can't, you know what, I can't say that I'm going to because I have nothing bad to say about them as a institution whatsoever. So, there we are, but I believe they may be pursuing action against me, so I might need representation. Um... Yes, I'll get in touch with you, yes. Okay, um, well, we, we got some more letters, but I think we should probably wait till the end because we got so many shows, like a million. Ah, uh, four, I think. Well, okay, yeah. We have four. Um, well, let me tell you what we've got. First of all, we got more lessons from the wife of Nathan Van Etten. Do you know him? He is a dumb boy. But he doesn't have, you know... He runs lessons, is where I'm going with this. He runs some lessons sometimes. And this, this is going to be one of those times. Okay. Also, we have a new show called Any Italic Girl Reporter. Do you know why? Because she's a girl and she reports. Mm -hmm. That's why. Uh, you, you might remember her from Sven Jackson or, uh, the other guy. Chop Anderson. Yeah. Chop. Yeah. Henderson. Um, <laughs> in addition, we got some other good stuff that is new. Well, we got a new uh, Frank advice. No, <laughs> we don't. Uh, escape. We don't. <laughs> I did special. Do you remember when when Jordan was like, I had you all do so? Well, guess what? That means I did escape debate, another one where I debated. So, we're going to listen to that. Yeah, but, okay, Scape, I won the thing, though. I won the show, so I, it should be my show. Yeah, but I'm the host of the show! <laughs> so, I get to pick! And do you know what I pick? Oh, hmm, do you know, I, what I did was, Frank Allen, <laughs> I had a debate where I said, uh, my name is Scapey, I think I should play Escape Debate. And then I said, 
uh, I would pretend Frank Allen is here, and he's like, oh, I think we should play Frank and Vash. And then we debated, and Scape was like, Scape debate is super awesome. And Frank was like, Frank and Vash is, like, okay, I guess, but it's not as good as Scape debate, but we should still play it. And then I was like, oh, I decided. Scape wins the debate. Scape debate is what we play. That's not a fair debate. Well, it's a debate, and I picked. Okay, look, Frank, forget it. I'm not playing this song. This is, you know, this is how you got in trouble last time. Forget it! Here's Scape Debate. The Scape Debate. Hello, uh, my name is Scape White, and this is the Scape Debate where I will debate, and I am Scape, but I do not debate Scape. I am Scape. Somebody else debates Scape, but I am the host, Scape White, and also reigning champion of Scape Debate. From episode one, where I won for episode one. Get it? All right. Here to debate me is, for the second episode, a person that you know, if you know, uh, like, her, then you know her. So, this is Rin. Hi, Scapey. Hi. Tell him who you are. Um, I'm Lynn, like you said. I am a friend of the podcast and a friend of your parents and a Pulitzer Prize winner. A friend of, a friend of my parents. That's what I said. You're supposed to tear them. Oh, I'm a friend of Scape's parents. Yeah. Jordan and Devin. Okay, and, that's it. And, and I said Pulitzer Prize winner. What well, else do you want from me? Okay. That's well, a lot. I don't know. Those are a lot of things. This is going to be a debate that we have once upon a time where this is how it goes. My name is Scapey. I believe that you should sweep. Basically, that's it. That you should because it's good. It feels good. Uh, Rin doesn't think so. Rin doesn't think you should sweep ever. So, why don't you go first? You could say why you think you should never sweep. Okay. Um, well, I'll tell you what. I agree with you, Scape, that it feels good. Okay, I win. But... You just said you agree with me! No, I don't agree that you should sleep. I agree that it feels good. Because what happens is your body needs it, so it okay. feels good to do it. Win. I don't think your bodies should need it. I think you should be able to stay up all the time ever to be able to do more things with your day and not miss anything that ever happens. Well, you're wrong. Why? What do you mean why? You already gave all the good reasons. You said it feels good. True. And you need it. True. That's basically all you need. But if you don't sleep... Yeah. Then, then, you, then you die. Th- <laughs> there's more time in your day to do stuff. Dead. What? Do stuff dead. No. If you die. Look, I think you should sleep a little bit sometimes so you don't die, but... How? No, you should sleep a lot. No. Do, okay, how many hours a day should I sleep, do you think? Like... Answer is, uh, 15, I think. You asked me and yeah, then you answered I, it. Then I told you to... I, I'm, I'm, I'm on your side, I'm cheating. You're on my side? I'm giving you the answers. Wait, you're on my side and you're cheating? Yeah, I'm giving you... So I win. No, no, I'm not on your side of the debate. I'm trying to make you look good by giving you the right... I'm stripping you the right answers. Well, I appreciate you trying to make me look good, but that will help me win, so I win. All right, well, let's try. I will ask you the question, how many hours a day I should sleep? The answer is going to be 15. (laughs) And you have to answer. Okay. Okay, win. Uh, I got a quiz for you. A quiz? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought this was my opinion. No, this is a quiz. That's how you... That's... There's no... Rin, I'm going to start over again, because you're screwing it up. Hey, Rin, I got a quiz for you. Uh, how many hours a day should I sleep, do you think? Well, look, I disagree with your answer. I'm going to say, like, three. I didn't give an answer. You said 15. I didn't say my answer. All I did was ask you a question. You have to give the you, right then answer. You like, then you were like, Rin, are you really telling that I was cheating? Because I just was giving you the answer. Yeah, I'm going to say you were cheating. Also, Scape, it's not a quiz. If this is a debate, I'm supposed to give my opinion and my argument, and you're supposed to give your opinion and your argument. There isn't one right answer. There is at the end. Who wins? Okay. You know, quiz in the middle. 
Well, I did, and it was not really the middle. It's pretty, we're still pretty early on. Okay, how many hours should you sleep yeah, per day? Yeah, <sighs> Like three. No, 15! You That's were wrong. ridiculous. You were wrong. That's ridiculous. It's ridiculous how wrong you You could are. hunt, listen. It's pretty ridiculous because I gave you the answer like five times. You could hunt many more demons with your awake time if you were awake longer. I don't need to. But you could. Well, I how do you know? How do you know you don't need to? How do you know they're not running around your house? Because I have very good senses. And I can hear. In your sleep? Yeah. I don't think you're really asleep then. I'm really asleep, but I'm just really... I don't think you can hear what's going on in the room if you're asleep. Then you don't know how to sleep right. Because here's what you do. You you sit, you lie down, and you curl up, and you put your ears on, like, listening mode, okay? So that you're like... And then if something else is like... You're like... What was that? Wait, what you're describing is kind of like putting your, your computer into sleep mode instead of shutting it down. Sleep mode! Yeah. Like yeah. Hibernate. Sleep. Yeah, yeah, but computers don't really sleep. You just said it. But the point is, yeah, I don't think you're fully asleep. I am. I don't think you are. I'm in sleep mode. Yeah, but computer sleep mode and cat sleep mode are different. They're not. Yeah, That's they what are. I'm saying. They if are. somebody touches a mouse, I would be like, "There's a mouse around." Yeah, I'll but then it. you're not. Then you're not totally asleep. I'm totally asleep. How can you be so alert if you're actually asleep? Practice. The point of sleep is to power down so that you can conserve your energy and and recharge for the next time you have to be up. How That's can you do I that do. if you're if you're like half awake enough to hear what happens? Because I'm not moving. That's not the definition of sleep. Yeah. No, you're saying how can you rest? Uh, because I'm not spending energies. But you're also not sleeping. Well, I am, because I got my eyes closed and I'm dreaming sometimes. You're dreaming? Sometimes. What do you dream about? Things. Like what? Things I would kill. Things you will kill. Yeah. Okay. Oh, anyway, you keep saying, like, hey, when you're in sleep mode, you're not asleep. Well, you just said. No, that's not what I said. That is what you said, basic. I, I said when a computer is in sleep mode, it's not shut down. Okay, hey. Yeah, but I don't say I'm going to shut down for the night. You said I'm going to sleep for okay. the night. You don't know anything about computers, so that was a bad example. You said sleep. You don't know anything about it. Forget it. Matter. Forget it. Sound like evidence from my side. It wasn't. Wow. Escape. The point is, I bet you don't really know if there are demons around if you're really asleep. A. B. If you were awake, you could fight them more. No. C. You could be eating more often. I could, okay. I, I could answer all of these questions pretty okay. easy. Easily. They're not questions, but okay. Number one is, would I, would I, did I miss any demons? No. How do you know? Because I counted. Two. What? I counted the demons. Two, would I get, could I hunt more? No. Do you know why? Why? Because I already hunt them all. So you can't hunt more when they're already all hunted. There are no more demons ever? No, but every time a demon is here, I hunt it. But how do you know it's not here when you're asleep? Because I am ready to hunt it. Then you're not fully asleep. I am fully asleep. I don't believe it. You're wrong. I don't also, same thing, can I tell you? Same thing about food. Could I eat more food? No. Because I eat it all already. There's, um, there's more in the cabinet. What? Like, there's more in, in your dad's kitchen. More what? Moist food. Well, okay. Get it. No, I don't feed you. Well, you could. My point is. Go get it. No. Look, my point is, every time I get food, I'll eat it. I don't I, sweep food to food. I don't ever go, hey, look at that moist food, but I'm moving or tired. I go, I'm going to eat the moist food first, okay? Then I can sleep. There's plenty of time to sleep when there's not moist food, okay? Okay, but listen. Wow, wow. Your dad feeds you, right, moist food? Yeah. And about how many times a day? Like zero. What? Zero. How can it be zero times a day if you get fed moist food? Well, not enough. Okay. How many times a day do you think you get moist food? Zero. That's not true. Try again. 
You failed the quiz. Rest than one. Okay, what, every other day? I don't know. Okay, your parents are feeding you on a schedule. Okay. Assuming... That you do other things with your day, like sleep. They sleep. Yeah, yeah. If they didn't sleep and you didn't sleep, they you would all be awake and they'd go, oh, you know what? It's time to feed Scape again. Is that true? Yeah. But I would be so tired. You have to make a choice. Okay, I'll tell sleep you. Sleep or moist food. One time, here's a story. Mm-hmm. One time, I was hanging out at my house. I was just like, hey, how's it going? And then, uh, mom and dad were like, we're going to take you to the, the vet. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't know if you've been to the vet, but it's no good. I've, I've been there. Yeah, it sucks. Okay. You have to freak out when you go there. Okay. And you have to fight. Okay. And it's it's tiring. Mm-hmm. And they made me eat a thing, and it had meat on it, but it was like a little other thing. And then I, I was really tired. And I went to the vet, and I had to fight, even though I was tired. Mm-hmm. And it was hard. Then I got home, okay, mm-hmm. and I was still really tired. I was even double tired because A, tired, B, fighting makes you tired, did you know? So I was too tired, but I was like, if I fall asleep, then I don't know what will happen. They might take me to the vet again or something. Exactly. So I was like, I have to stay awake. And I was just walking around like, oh my god, like that. And it was terrible. Because I just didn't go to sleep. So when you don't go to sleep, you feel terrible. But if you... Listen, moist food has regenerating powers. What? You could eat more moist food at that point, and then you would feel stronger and less That's not true. Yeah, it totally is. That's not true! It is. I eat moist food, and sometimes then I go to sleep. Yeah, because you're stupid. No, because I'm tired. Look, I think you need to... uh, Hold on a minute. I gotta go uh, away for a sec to the other room. (laughs) So you stay here, but... Are uh, you going to go nap during the... the yeah, 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 yeah. That's a good idea. That's I'm terrible. Gonna, no, hold on. It'll be okay. I'll show you. I'm going to go to... I'm, I'm the host. I came over here I'm to the host. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, what am I supposed to do now? Well, I'll tell you. I'm going to go take a little nap, but you stay here, and you can talk on the phone with an expert. Okay. okay. I'm going to stay here awake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'll go over there and sleep, and we'll see how it works out for me. Okay, bye-bye. Okay. I'll see you soon. Uh, hello, I'm an expert. You sound a lot like Scape. No, I'm on a phone. Scape is asleep, I think. Not on my phone. What? You're not on my phone. No, I'm on the phone to the studio. Oh, I see, the studio phone. Hello, what's your name? Uh, my name is Dr. Uh, Steve. Dr. Steve? Yeah. Where are you from, Dr. Steve? <sighs> Paris. Okay, and you're, uh, you're calling in to weigh in on this, uh, sleep versus no sleep debate? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so what are your feelings on I'm it? a, I'm a doctor. Mm-hmm. Of sleep? Uh, yeah. Okay. And I'm an expert. Okay. And I know, I did a lot of tests on people and cats both, okay? Mm-hmm. And they have determined that you have to sleep 15 hours every day. Humans too? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I don't believe that. Well, I do, I'm a scientist. I sleep, like, seven hours a day and I'm fine. That's not enough. I don't believe you. Do you, do you remember earlier in the debate when you were talking to Scapey. You were listening to In the... order to hear everything. Okay, yes, I remember that. Uh, and you said to him that it would be better if he slept less. Uh-huh. Well, it would actually be better if he slept more. Why? I just told you I'm a scientist. But you have to have a reasoning for that. Because I did a test and it said... What, what is better? What functions better? You. Well, I don't think you tested me. Well, people. How? Like, what? what is better? Everything. Like what? Name one. Name one? Yeah. Uh... 
Hunting. I don't hunt. That was just one. Okay, name another. <sighs> name five. Listening to music. Was better? Yeah. How? Like I heard it better? You weren't there. Okay. Food. Food tasted better? Yeah, yeah. Or you like absorbed nutrients better? Uh, yeah, both. Okay. And uh, also thinking. Faster? Uh, yeah. Better? Yeah, both. That's six. Okay. So, test concluded. 15 hours is best mm-hmm. for cats and people. Probably everything. But isn't, then they can't, speaking of people, because that's what I am and I know better about people than cats, but during, during those, some of those 15 hours of the day, usually people are working and making money so that they can continue to, like, feed themselves. Wow, well, you don't What are you supposed to do about keeping yourself alive in, in other ways? How many hours do you have to work? Mm, eight or nine, if you're lucky. Okay. So that's, to do that. Work eight or nine hours and then just sleep? Yeah. That's most of the day. All you do is work and sleep. Well, you said the thing. I didn't do test time work. I did sleep. So sleep is done. Wait, but I, how can it possibly make other aspects of your life better? If you sleep 15 hours a day and work nine, you don't have any hours in there for eating. I'll tell you what. I did a test that said sleep is good and 15 hours a day is best. So, in my opinion, and which is a fact from science, mm-hmm. Scape is right. Okay. Okay, I got Well, thank go. you very much for your call. Yeah, bye. Oh, hi. Everybody, hi. Scape, that was a really, really short nap. Are you sure you got enough sleep? Yeah, I was pretty good. I, you know what happened? I was sleeping, mm-hmm. and I heard... But the expert was reading, so I said, oh, I'm going to up and go now, and now I feel great. Oh, I'm glad, I'm glad. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you what, though. What? He agreed with me. No, he didn't. He did. Do you remember how I just said I was listening? Then you weren't asleep. Sleep? No, that's how I do it. You weren't asleep. I have power ears. And also, I just caught you in a ride, did you know? Well, you, you set the precedent for that last time, so. I didn't. Mm, you did. When? The last debate. What are you talking about? You listened to an expert on the last debate that agreed with Marcel. No. And he, when he came back in the room, you told him the expert agreed with you. He agreed with me. He didn't. He did. He you, didn't. You misunderstood. Nope. Point, look. Yeah, you did. The point is, uh, he agreed with me. So. He didn't. I was there. But he had no real proof, so. He had science. Did you hear of it? And all he said was because of science. Yeah. That's not actual proof. Also, he listed six things because of you. But. But. He wasn't able to answer how you make the rest of your life better. Sleeping. No. Yeah, that was when, the whole point. When, when do you eat? When do you when go you to the doctor? Awake. First of all, you don't go to the doctor. That's awful. Second of all... Humans do have to go to the doctor. And, you know, and so do cats. No. I know it's awful, but you have to if you want to stay alive. I don't have to. Look, I sleep 15, and I eat, and I do everything I need to do. Yeah, because you don't have to work or put, like, make money or buy food. I have a job. You don't really. I do. Do you get paid money for it? I get paid in more food. That's ridiculous. No, it's not ridiculous. I bet if you didn't do it anymore that your parents would still give you moist food because it's not payment. It's just a gift. Well, we'll never know because I'm very diligent. What is your job? Hunting demons, right? So what you're telling me is that your parents keep you around to hunt demons and when you do that, they pay you in moist food. No, that's like saying, hey, do you have a security guard to punch criminals? No, you have them there in case. And you pay them. No, I pay them to punch the criminals. I don't want them to just sit there and, like, hang out if so criminals if come by. So, if you have a guard and, yes. and no criminals come by, you're like, sorry, no money. There's no, no, no criminals, so yes, I can't you, pay no, you. You are right. He's paid to look out, but he's also paid to punch them if they yeah, come in. if. Mm-hmm. So, I get paid even if I don't, if, if there's no demons. It sounds like you're getting an argument together for why you don't fight so many demons. Look, I sleep 15 because that's what the doctor That's s- the bulk of your day. Yeah. It sounds like you're getting paid to sleep. No, I get paid for the other parts. Also, I'm always on call. You're on retainer for like nine hours a day? No, I'm on call for 24 hours a day. <laughs> That's why I have hearing in the right street. So what would happen if, if you killed all the demons ever and there were no more to kill? Well, I would probably be like the king. What? I would be like the king. But you wouldn't get paid anymore. I would be like the king! 
Who pays the king? The king makes a lot of money by himself. Yeah, he, the king just is He owns all the money. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have to get paid. Okay. Yeah. So you own all the moist food? If I was... How would you feed yourself? I would make somebody else do it. You'd be the king of humans, too? I would be the king. If you killed every demon... Come on. That's ridiculous, Gabe. I would be so famous. <laughs> but humans would still have entire power over you. No, they would be like, oh, you killed all the demons. And, vol- Listen, and voluntarily give you moist food all the time? I don't think I'm going to kill all the demons. Mm-hmm. That is unrealistic. I'm just wondering if this but is really a job for you. If someone did kill all the demons, that's right if I was like, Rin, what if you earned all the money at your job? No, that that, you not c- the same thing. That is not the same thing. What if you earned all the money? Then you wouldn't be able to do your job anymore. That is not the same thing at all. That would be like if I said, Scape, what if you ate all the moist food? That is not the, the, the job that you do. That I'm going to do. Yeah, but listen, the job, well, for, okay, I have a question about that, but I want to wait a minute. The job that you do and the way you get paid are two different things. That would be like saying, Lynn, what if you reported on all the stories? That doesn't make sense. There are always more stories. Okay, but what if you did? Then I wouldn't get paid to report on stories anymore. Then you would be unemployed. I'd have to find something else to do, yeah. But I wouldn't continue to get money the same way you would not continue to get moist food. Uh, I think that you're wrong on both counts. I think if you reported every story, they'd be like, good job. <laughs> you did a, that's pretty amazing. I also have a question for you. Okay. About eating all the moist food. Sure. Then there's no more moist food to eat. Oh, well, it's gonna take a while. But what do you eat then? We'll find out. But isn't that sad? That's like your favorite thing. Listen, there's only so much moist food. Um, they keep making more. Then I'll keep eating it. Okay. Here's how it goes. Uh-huh. You come out of the bedroom. Uh-huh. Mom and dad get the moist food. Mm-hmm. They give it to you. Mm-hmm. There's only so much. In the house. In the bowl. Right. Okay. So I'm like, I just go over and I go, well, I have two choices. Okay. First choice, I could uh eat all of the moist food. Mm-hmm. Second choice, I could ration this out so it rasts the rest of my life. No, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to eat all of it. So mm-hmm. I eat all of it. Okay. Well, listen, Um, I understand that there's another expert calling in. I don't think so. Well, there's the, the studio phone is lit up, so. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. Okay, well, then I guess I'll go take a nap. Um, okay. You're going to go take a nap? Yeah, so I so that another expert. No, you should talk to this expert. Well, I was gonna, what are you going to do, take a nap? Nope, I'm going to go get something to eat. Uh, well, I want to go with you. I'm hungry. No, you should stay and talk to the expert. I don't want to. I'll tell you what, if you stay and talk to the expert, I'll give you moist food after. <sighs> After you get back? Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. Is it a trick? Nope. Why don't you want to talk to expert? Because I talked to the last one. Well, that's okay. Yeah, so you should talk to this one. Okay. All right. I'll be right back. Oh, uh, uh, hello. Hello. Who's this? I, I'm, I'm an expert. No. Yep. I don't believe it. Why not? Well, I don't know who you are. My name is Finn. Prove it. I can't, I'm on your phone. So? How am I supposed to prove it? Well, I don't trust you, I guess. Why are that stupid? You've been discredited. No. Well? Listen, I've, I've been awake... For six weeks. Prove it! I can't tell- You prove it! Okay, uh, I don't want to because I think you're lying. I'm not. Well? I am a little boy. I don't believe it. And I've been awake for six weeks. Prove it. You, you asked me to call in as an expert. So. I didn't. Yeah, you no, did. Not me. Yeah. Not, not me, Scapey? Yes. You're fibbing. I got a call from the studio. <sighs> not me. Who called Just, you? I don't know. Someone from the Scapey debate. I don't believe it. Okay, well, I- Prove it! I, do you want what? I have faxed you the paperwork? What do you want? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You okay, hold on, hold on. I don't have a fax machine. How am I supposed to prove it then? I have paperwork here from the rab that I'm working with. Read it. Okay, this is from a rab. Like a dog? No, like a laboratory. A sweep laboratory. A laboratory? Yes. Who's Tori? It's like a science place where they study things. Okay. Okay. So it says this is Finn and he is... Are you making fun of my speech impediment? I'm a little boy. Boys make fun of things all the time. Okay, 
I didn't know you had any speech impediment. Are you deaf? No, I didn't. I just called and I started talking before you started talking. I didn't know. Okay. I don't. Why did I call into this place? You didn't. I didn't call to be berated. Why did you call? To give you an expert opinion because somebody asked me to. Okay, I assume that you think you should sleep around. No, I'm fine. I haven't slept in six weeks and I'm fine and I've had time to do other things. Okay, let me pause you for right there. Audience, <laughs> I think we should all agree. That this boy is not fine. <laughs> Can you hear? Okay, go ahead. I don't know what you mean by that. I was talking to the audience. You were, I heard you. I was on the road. Yeah, but I wasn't talking to you, rude. Y- you're being rude. I'm not. I'm talking to you. saying something's wrong with me. Not to you, I didn't. Never mind. I'm going to go do stuff with my wife. Bye-bye. That's it? That was the whole expert? You didn't even say nothing. You're being rude to me. I said I was awake for six weeks and I'm fine. Well, I mean, we are now. Okay, you're a d- Whoa! Bye. Bye to you, I guess. Okay, so that was an expert that was bad. Uh, I mean, I think that was an expert in my favor, basic. Ah, uh, that was good. Okay. Okay, well, here's what you missed. Hello. Hi. Hi. Here's what you missed. Uh-huh. Some boy called in who hasn't slept in a long time, mm-hmm. and it gave him brain damage. Why are you saying that? That's what happened. How do you know it gave him brain damage? Because he was brain damaged. How do you know? I was hearing him. Talk with a speech impediment? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you? No, different. Are you brain damaged because you have a speech impediment? No, I'm not brain damaged. I'll tell you what, Skeeve. Okay. I was in the kitchen getting a drink. Yeah, yeah. And I heard the whole thing. Yeah, so you heard. Yeah, that you were really, really rude to a small boy that was calling in. No! Yeah? I was talking to audience. And he was on the phone. So he shouldn't be eavesdropping. He was on the phone. You yeah? You don't need to talk to other people when you know other people are listening about them. What? I didn't understand what you okay, were saying. Okay, you're in the room right now, right? Yeah, I am. Okay, if I go over and I find your dad. He's not here. Okay, he's in the other room, though. Yeah. Okay, Jordan. He's busy. Don't, Jordan, would you come here for him. a second, please? What? Okay, uh, Scape's being a dick. No, I'm not. Yeah, he says he's not. But he is. I, you shouldn't believe. He has a speech impediment, right? Yeah. And so sure. I think it means he has brain damage. Well, no, it doesn't. But I think it does. I mean, there's nothing, there's nothing that has happened to him that would make you think would give him brain damage. You're correct. Thank you for that assessment, Scape. Okay. Uh, bye, Dad. Bye. Uh, yeah. Okay, two things. I was talking about you. When I knew you were listening. Uh-huh. Okay. And three, two, I mean, that was one. Two, uh, as your dad pointed out, there is nothing to indicate that just because someone has a speech impediment means that they're brain damaged. No, you're right. So how do you, why would you say that about the Because he also said, I didn't sleep for a long time, which is something that gives him brain damage. How do you know that? You uh, don't know that. He was doing a scientific test. It said it didn't. I'll be right back. Oh, uh, hi, it's Dr. Steve again. It gives you brain damage. I gotta go. Oh, hi, you're back again. You're back again. Uh, did I miss anything? What like Dr. Steve saying that not sleeping gives you brain damage? How would you possibly know that? With my good ears. So you were listening? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so why would you even leave the room? I wanted a recap. Why would you leave the room? Oh, why did I leave the room? Yeah. I had to fart. <laughs> you're, you're, first of all, you fart all the time. No, I don't. Me. Yeah, you do. No. You do. Never. Second of all, it kind of made it look like you were calling in from the other room. Uh, no, if I was calling in, I would be like this. Hey, it's Skippy. Uh, I'm calling in. No, I'm faking it. Faking pretending to be Dr. Steve. Oh, let me come back. Hi. Hi. That was what Scapey sounds like. Yeah, you were pretending to be Dr. Steve. No, Dr. Steve is a real guy. Was he listening the whole time? He must. Yeah, of course. Everybody's listening. Hi, Dr. Steve, are you still there? No. Are you on the phone? He's Dr. Not. Steve? No? Okay, why did he hang up just now? Why would he hang up now after being here the whole time? He called back. He heard the debate and he was like... He was listening? Yeah. Where was he listening? We're recording this. Live. Where? The internet. You are full of... With the rare boy. How come the rare boy called? Because the studio called him and asked him to call in. I didn't call him. Somebody did. Wow. That's a mystery. Okay, the point is, someone called him. Wow. 
Nobody called. I asked him to call in. Dr. Steve is he, listening. He didn't call and go, I've been listening the whole time and now I have something to say about it. All right, I'll tell you what. I'm going to go figure out. No, I don't think you should leave the room anymore. I'm going to figure out what's going on. No, I'm going to go talk to my producer. That's incredibly unprofessional. Wait wow. till we're done. Wait till we're done. Fine. Okay. But I was going to just find out what's going on. You can do that later. Well, I'm here, but that means nobody will know. What? I won't be able to tell everyone if I do it later. About now what? Everybody's listening. What do you need to tell them? What is going on? They think it's unprofessional. I have to explain it. They think it's unprofessional that you keep leaving the room? Yeah. There's people listening or not listening. It's confusing. No. I think it's confusing, but I mostly think that you're a liar. No. Yeah. Well, you shouldn't. So listen, you have two options. Okay. You can wait until this is over. Okay. Go figure it out. Yeah. And if you really want the listeners to know, you can talk about it on the podcast when we air this. Or... Well, why don't you go figure it out? No, I don't need to figure it out. Okay. It's not my producer. Jesus Not my Christ. producer. Or you can go figure it out now, and we can just re-record the whole show in a more professional manner. That's going take a wrong time. Yeah. I already have naps to do. All right. It's more unprofessional for you to leave and go figure it out in the middle of the then show. Then why don't you go figure it out. Because I'm the guest. Oh, so as my guest, you should do me a favor. No, not my producer. <sighs> not my show. Fine. Just make your closing argument. Okay. If you didn't sleep as much, you could get more done with your day. You might be able to work longer hours and make more money and I pay couldn't. more bills. I couldn't. And... I don't have bears. <laughs> hunt more demons. Eat more moist food. You can't hunt more demons. And it would be better. That's it? That's it. Okay. Simple. Well, that's straight, not going to Straightforward. Okay, on the other hand, you could sleep more, which is better, all around. Also, I would draw your attention to Dr. Steve is a doctor, he says better. Then there was a dumb boy, he was dumb. So he was wrong, obvious, whatever he said was wrong. Uh, and then the end is Scapey is awesome. Okay, so, time to decide the winner. Um, Scapey. I don't understand why you decide the winner. Because I'm the host. But you're a partial party. You're biased. So? So if I was deciding it, I could go, it's me. <laughs> that would be smart of you. This isn't This isn't a remotely... Do you remember Tractor Fiction and Debatatorium? Yeah. In Debatatorium, Frank Allen was the host. Mm-hmm. And he would have two people debate, and then he would decide who wins. Right, but he didn't have any stake in one person winning or the other because he wasn't one of the debaters. Do you have any stake? I have chicken moist food that I will... I will Wait, you promised you were going to give it yeah, to me? Yeah, I was just going to say, I will make me. good on my promise. Give it. When we're done, wrap up the show. Why does it have to be? All right, the end. Skype ones. See you later. Bye. All right, let's go. Hello and welcome to This Day in History. On WHIW Binghamton, my name is Rory Sinjin. Did you know that on November 26th, 1941, President Franklin D. Roosevelt signs a bill officially establishing the fourth Thursday in November as Thanksgiving Day? In 1939, FDR had declared November 23rd to be Thanksgiving, which turned out to be an unpopular move. He admitted his mistake and corrected it on this day. Yes, glad you all came for my fireside chat here with me, Franklin Delano Roosevelt. I like to say that because it's radio and you can't see me. It's true. We can't see him, Ethel. That's right, dear. And I really want to apologize about that whole th- Thanksgiving fiasco. Oh, oh. Is anyone listening an expert on polio? Does that cause you to pee blood? I'm just, I'm just curious. Mm, I'm no expert on polio. My years as a doctor tell me that he might need a prostate exam. Should I call him up, Ethel? Of course, dear. Excellent. I'm the leader of the free world. Uh, I deserve better than this. FDR, there's a call on line one. Put it on. You're on the fireside chat with FDR. What's on your mind? Oh my goodness, am I on? Mr. President, I'm a long-time listener, first-time caller. That's great. I just wanted to say that you should definitely get your prostate.
prostate checked out. Oh, oh, thanks. How do I do that? Well, you could go to a doctor, like myself, who specializes in checking prostates. And because FDR did get his prostate examined, he lived a long, healthy life in which he was elected president 72 times. This is WHRW Binghamton with This Day in History. Right, let's just start with the butt humor, why don't we? My name's Rory Sinjin, and this is Where Are They Now in History on Cast and Wax. And yes, you do need doctors to stick their fingers up your butt as you get older. As you get older, note. Not when you're my age. When you're my age, your butt should be a private thing that only you experience, or possibly you and your girlfriend, if that is what you choose. You should not be needing to show it to doctors, which I am not doing, but you definitely should not be needing to show it to lab assistants who watch you walk around naked and defecate in a field. That is not something that men should have to do at my age, or really at any age. I don't really see why even older gentlemen would need to do that. It's not like when you get a prostate exam, they say, yeah, so just, you know, walk around naked for a while, and eventually a doctor will accidentally... So, you know, that's not going to happen. It's, it's, that's not the sort of thing that happens by accident. It happens on purpose, and that's the only reason. So don't wait for someone to accidentally examine your prostate. You should always, you know, schedule it. When you get above a certain age, you really should, you know, make sure... Look, the point is, yes, prostate exams as you get older. My name's Rory Sinjin, and this is Where Are They Now in History on Cast and Wax. Lessons from the Life of Nathan Van Etten by Pete Bowers, Charles Berman, Angela and Daniel Schwartz, Mickey Warshner, Bennett Kleinemann, Emily Garber, and Eddie Kirchner. Season 2, Lesson 2 Moving misinforms Nathan Van Etten. There are few things in this world as moving as transportation, and even fewer as transporting. Not much requires transportation as much as moving. People have been moving ever since they were in the same place and wanted to be somewhere else. When one gets sick of where one lives, one often faces the choice whether to remain there or not. One person who has never made this choice is Nathan Van Etten. Voice! How reassuring your detectability, but lack of presence! How the same would be true of you, Nathan. We find Nathan inexplicably dressing himself in a lab coat and surgical mask. I sure am, Voice! Can I ask why you are doing this? You sure can! Okay. Why are you doing this? Well, apparently Jane has some paralyzed friends that need help. She must know I have extensive Doogie Hauser watching experience, so she asked if I could help them move. And then she said we were going to play frisbee, so she must have a lot of confidence in my abilities. Nathan, I could be wrong about Jane's intentions. Well, I have extensive experience about being wrong about Jane's intentions. So maybe there aren't actually any paralyzed people. Impossible! I've seen them on a very special episode of X-Men. That's how I know that they're cool. Why else would I help? Nathan, X-Men is about fictional characters. One of which is paralyzed! I've seen him! On X-Men! Now if you can't be helpful, I'm gonna go help these poor cripples move and become mutants. Oh, Nathan! I appreciate the effort, but maybe we should play doctor after we help my friends move. I am not playing, Jane! My Doogie Hauser research is flawless! I really watched those episodes! Oh, I'm so impressed, Nathan. But how is Doogie Hauser going to help them move? 
Jane, this is serious business. Spinal injuries are nothing to laugh at. Oh, Nathan, I have no idea what you're talking about, but it's beautiful. Just like Battlestar Galactica. Now come on, Jane, let's go give a hand, and other parts, to these paraquadriplegics. Hey, Jane. Hi, Natasha. Thank you again for offering to help us move. We really appreciate it. Yeah, you never know how much crap you have until you have to move it all. Where are your wounded? Natasha, Brandon, this is my boyfriend, Nathan. Um, hello. Nice lab coat, Nate. Just get out of the OR? (laughs) Or what? Uh, so, are you a doctor, Nathan? The question I have for you is why do you hate the handicapped? We're wasting time with all this babble. Oh, Nathan, be nice. I am being nice, Jane, but as you can see, there are no bushes around here to beat. We have to move. Yes, Nathan, we're the ones that need help moving. I don't understand. Your limbs appear to be fully functional. No, Nathan. We're helping them move from one apartment to another. Yeah, it's only about a ten-minute drive from our old apartment. Oh! Um, I'm confused. Here, Nathan. Just take this box. Sure! This is full of cool stuff! Oh, this is neat. Not this. I already have one of those. Oh, man, this is huge! A butter knife, too? I don't have to use my fingers anymore! Oh, thanks, Jane! Uh, hey, Nathan, why are you throwing away my lava lamp? Well, let me enlighten you, Brandon. The stuff inside lava lamps? Not actually lava! What kind of lies are you willing to buy into, Bran? Does it help you sleep at night? Jane, what is your boyfriend doing? Nathan, can I talk to you in whispered tones over there? Sure, I guess. Look, Nathan, what are you doing? I'm just trying to spend some time with you and another couple. Couple of what? People, Nathan. People together. In a relationship. With each other. Like us. They're not like us, Jane. Did you see that lava lamp? Nothing like us. They even lied about being cripples. They never said that they were- Is this the type of people you want to spend your life with, Jane? Because I, for one, have no intention of- Nathan, just give them a chance. Fine. But just one more chance. Everything okay? Yeah, nothing to worry about. All right, then. Well, it's pretty hot, so I decided to bring drinks. Do you want anything, Nathan? Well, that sounds good. What do you have? Well, we have water, juice, Mr. Pibb. Mr. Pibb? That is the final straw. This camel is dead. First you lie about being crippled, then you give me stuff to keep and you say it's not mine. Now this... this... abomination of carbonation! Nathan, calm down. Jane, why are you so flippant about this whole situation? Nathan... No, Jane. Here is where the rubber meets the road. Here is where you must decide. Me or the Pib? Um, well... Wow. Your boyfriend's kind of loopy. Don't you dare talk about my lover like that. I will end you. Wow. Okay. Guess it's going around. Wow. This guy. And now you two? Wow. I know. I'm amazing. If you have a problem with Nathan, you have a problem with me. And that has historically been a poor choice. Look, look, it's fine. We'll move without you guys. We can handle it. So, Jane, why don't you take your weird boyfriend home? Ended! You! By me! And as Nathan watches Jane pursue her former friends with a chainsaw, I can only assume he has some kind of lesson. Why, yes, I have. It is? Mr. Pibb is not to be trusted. Okay. And so, as the terror and violence fade into the background, 
Perhaps you will fade into violence before the next Lesson from the Life of Nathan Van Etten. In that Lesson from the Life of Nathan Van Etten, the voice was Jack Kunrat, Nathan was Mickey Wojner, Jane was Aaron Morrissey, Brandon was Bailiff Quimby, and Natasha was Lisa Paquette. Hello, my name is Rory Sinjin. You're listening to WHRW with the show This Day in History. On December 3rd, 1979, nearly a dozen young people are killed at a concert of the rock band The Who in Cincinnati, Ohio. Eleven victims were trampled to death during a stampede for seats at the Riverfront Coliseum. The band was not informed of the deaths until after the show. Excuse me, sir, but who's on stage? Yeah, I know. Aren't they amazing? No, who? What's the name of the band? Hey, who are you guys talking about? Uh, I'm asking who's on stage. Oh, yeah, they are. Who? Yes, yes, correct. Who is? Very astute. The band on stage. Yeah, who are they? Who? The band that's playing. This joke is terrible. Let's get them. Raw. (laughs) Whoa, whoa, whoa. I was just trying to... Ah! Right in the kidneys. Excellent. It feels so good to brutally trample at rock concerts. Woo! That was just one of many bad comedy-related deaths in that year, which was very unfortunate. Instead of killing people who tell bad jokes, one should always support the arts in all ways possible. This is This Day in WHRW History. Really? My name's Rory Sinjin. This is Where Are They Now in History? I'm cast in wax. And really, that's that's what you're doing. The moral of that was support the arts, really. Support the arts. Let me get this straight, Rory of the past. Um, you're telling me that what occurs is a gentleman starts telling a terrible joke. A few gentlemen start telling a terrible joke. And... The correct response is to support their terrible joke by supporting the arts rather than trampling them. Really, that's a good moral. I mean, of course you should support the arts. For example, the art of extra history, the one that I practice. That should be supported financially by giving me money. But you're, you're honestly telling me that one should support the arts by allowing bad jokes to go on. I, I just, I, that's a really god-awful moral that you've that you've tried to shoehorn in there rory of the past you're a failure you're a failure to me my name is rory singed and this is where are they now in history on cast and wax an italic girl reporter episode one the bees sneeze by pete bowers charles berman and mickey weishner Dateline Flopsburg from the desk of any italic girl reporter high atop Henderson Towers in city center in the office of the Flopsburg Ledger Star Bulletin Journal, we bring you the news of the world. Commissioned by seasoned newspaper editor Eugene Seabrook, any italic tracks the most thrilling events of our day with the determination of a bloodhound, poised notebook in hand for the moment of her big break. You know, in retrospect, I'm really glad I'm allergic to bees. But mainly I hope nobody in Brazil is allergic to bees. Not that anybody cares. They're Brazilian. Mm, Delete, delete, delete. At the Thorpsburg Annual World Flower Show Expo. The Thorpsburg Annual Flower Show? You forgot World and Expo, and you're welcome. You forgot our owner just got thrown in jail. About to be tried for serial murder. This is how you keep our readership? Ah, yes. Our owner, Chop Henderson, whom you have been complaining about having to cover for the past year. Because he hasn't been doing anything interesting for the past year! Well, serial murder. You don't let me report on that! You mean Chop Henderson won't let me let you report on that? 
Right. And he's just been thrown in jail, which is why Which I... is why I am finally allowed to grant you your request to be moved off of the boring, not noteworthy, and capable of being written by any italic girl reporter while she's still at home in bed, so why do I actually show up and bother being here? Chop Henderson beat, and on to the Thorpsburg Annual World Flower Expo Show. I think there's a step you're missing here. As soon as Chop Henderson actually becomes news, you take me off the story? I can't believe you're putting me on this... this fluff! Fluff? Fluff, you say? Fluff is the stuff. For years, we've been turning the mundane into the miraculous, the ordinary into the ostentatious. Why, if we had assigned you this story a year ago, we'd be asking you to write about some kind of hidden danger at the flower show. Could your rhododendrons be poisoning your air? Details, page 30. Could your roses secretly contain thorns? Turn to page 32. Long enough. What people need today is something to lift their spirits. In this age of rampant crime and corruption, we should be taking people's mind off the dangers all around them. Bank robberies are a dime a dozen, but flowers, flowers don't just grow on trees. No. No, they don't. You attend that flower show, any italic girl reporter. You ease the grieving minds of a populace overloaded by information and significant events. You make our readers wake up and say, Thank God I've been spared from the painful knowledge of the problems of the world. Thank God I live in Thorpsburg, USA. If it wasn't for the insurance here, I'd be gone. As well you should be. Headed to the botanical gardens to save our city's soul from the truth. Bye, Jean. Nothing ever changes around here. I'll see that this rock of stability never shall. Now go crown our new era. I'll crown his era. Thanks for showing me around, Cecilia. Sure. I'm really grateful. Stories due in soon, and I need some angle. Yeah, I bet. So, flowers, huh? Yep, all over. Well, would you look at that. What got you into flowers, Cecilia? Me? Yeah. Oh, I'm not that into flowers. Oh. So, any newer interesting flowers in here this year, then? Anything exciting? I don't know. These are purple. They certainly are. These are the blue ones. Why are you showing me around, then? I got the short straw. Gee, thanks. Well, I don't know anything about flowers. I'm the caterer. See, we went with mini pot pie since they use flowers. and... Is there around who does know about flowers? No. Why do you think they asked me to talk to you? Okay, I've got my story. Flower show organized and operated entirely by people who know nothing about flowers. It's not my fault that every single one of our tour guides is sick. All of them are sick? Yup. All of them are sick. All? Yup. Them all. Sick? Yeah. I hope you're a better writer than a talker. This must be a crap job. I don't know. I'm the caterer. Okay, Cecilia. Thanks. What did they get? Eh. One of those bugs. Something going around. You're a great interview, you know that? I had an inkling. Okay, I'm getting nowhere fast here. Can you tell me where the director's office is? 
walking through the gardens, I couldn't help but wonder where all the workers were. Nobody was running the gift shop. Nobody was running the concession stand. The looting was about as bad as it gets among flower enthusiasts. Not that there was much to be enthusiastic about. All the flowers were squashed. And nobody was fixing the world's most irritating PA system era. Buzz, 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 buzz. What are you doing in my office? Waiting for you. There's no secretary. She's sick. Well, that kind of gets down to what I'm here to ask about. Speaking of, oh, I don't know, sickness? Oh, are you the doctor? I've been waiting hours. I'm a reporter, Annie Italic from the Legistar Bulletin Journal. Weren't you here last week? That was for the small events column. It's a big event now. Run out of things to write about. Either that, or the continued existence of a flower show is big news. You be the judge. Okay, so you've run out of things to write about, and here you are. Here I am. Hello? The secret? What about the secret? I told you not to call me about the secret when there's a reporter in my office. Yes, they've all got it, but nobody knows what it is. Okay, fine. I'll be right there. Who was that? Uh, um, telemarketer. So, um, I have to go. Hope that was enough for a story. Feel free to have a look around. There's a lot of flowers. It finally happened. I was in the office of a person in charge, alone, and there was something suspicious going on. I couldn't quite put my finger on it, but it was almost as if they were trying to keep some kind of secret. Index cards, checkbook, yesterday's lunch, yuck, pens, well, that was a disappointment. You're still here. Oh, you noticed. I just couldn't wait for you to get back. Oh, well, I guess that means you've read all about the secret I keep in my desk drawer under my lunch. Oh, um, yes, quite a secret, I must say. So secretive. Uh, you'd better tell me the whole story. Well, I was going to have to tell the press about my discovery eventually. Come with me. You see, it all started on my trip to the jungles of Brazil. Every year, the San Francisco Flower Expo outblooms our own. Just for their wider and more impressive variety of flowers, they get all the attention. But not this year, I said. I would go to Brazil and find a species previously undocumented. But I discovered something even more undocumented. Of course, you read all about that under my lunch. Still, I'd like to hear it in your words. The Rubenstains were distracting. Yes, I can be very articulate. And Rubens can be very distracting. Anyway, I discovered what must be the rarest virus known to mankind. The Bee Mind Control Virus. I named it myself. What a coincidence that I, Barry Mind Control, that's me, Barry Mind Control, me, should have discovered the virus that allows a bee to control a person's mind. Wait a minute. Bee Mind Control is your... Never mind that. Bees control people's minds? That's absurd! What do they do? Run around in circles and say bzzz? Exactly, and sit on top of flowers. Observe! This is a bunch of people running around saying bzzz and sitting on flowers. Indeed! <sighs> is there a reason you're infecting people with this? Well, it's a virus thing. It's catchy. But think about it. Bees are the greatest workers in the world. I'll be rich and bathing in honey beyond my own wildest imaginations. You know that wouldn't work biologically, right? So I have found out. But once your story comes out, I'm sure some reader out there will find a solution. I'm not sure anybody would print this. Good thing I'm allergic. Good God, what are those? EpiPens! 
No, keep away from them. All my life I've been scared of bees. I've had to stab myself with one of these things every freaking year since I was a kid. And you think I'm going to let some kind of bee disease take over my city? <laughs> or miss an excuse to stab other people with these? No way. Whoa! Whoa! Hey! Whoa! What the? Ow! flowers! One down, however many left to go. I'm sitting off. Ah! Where's my tour group? Why are all you guys buzzing and sitting on flowers? My hive! So, what about the flower expo? You didn't get the story I gave you? I don't know. I asked for an uneventful story about flowers. Things that sit there, grow, and do nothing interesting. And you give me a tale of intrigue, danger, and disease. What am I supposed to do with this? I don't know. Print it. Report it. At least send it down the wire to Brazil. Brazil? What for? I can't pay phone bills to Brazil. I'll cover your email bill to Brazil. Somebody has to warn these people before everybody down there gets this bee mind control virus. They're from Brazil. This is a Thorpsburg paper. Thorpsburg is nowhere near Brazil. I have space to fill in the paper. I'll have to give Susie Sans Serif another assignment for when she finishes the Chop Henderson story. What? Who? Chop Henderson, you should know who he is. Sally who? Sans Serif, younger girl reporter. Just hired her in case we need someone to cover big stories. Eugene, I have one EpiPen left. Good. You should keep that on you if you're allergic. Harvey, take any story and rewrite it so that it's about flowers. Is this like the time he wanted the story about the mayor embezzling money to be rewritten about candy? Exactly. Except it's an infectious disease that could destroy Brazil instead of embezzling. And it's flowers instead of candy. Okay. As long as I got my facts straight. Sounds pretty easy. Do you have any sense of integrity, Javi? I'm not sure. I have a sense of getting my paycheck. Yeah, I know, Javi. Sorry, not your fault. Drinks after work? No. I'm buying. Yes. So, that's the story. Story of my life, but sometimes that's what happens when you're a reporter. Or, if you're me... That's always what happens when you're a reporter. You do your job, somebody craps on it, then you get paid for it. But I put up with it because I'm stupid enough to like being a reporter. Imagine that. In that episode of Annie Italic, Annie was Angela Schwartz, the announcer was Mickey Weishner, Eugene Seabrook was Jack Coonrat, Cecilia was Aaron Morrissey, Barry Mind Control was Bailiff Quimby, the bees were Cheryl Casey, Charles Berman, Jordan Randall, Aaron Morsey, and Sarah Diaz. And Harvey was Jordan Randall. Hello, and welcome to WHRW Binghamton's This Day in History. My name is Rory Sinjin. On December 10th, 1901, the first Nobel Prizes are awarded in Stockholm, Sweden, in the field of physics, chemistry, medicine, literature, and peace. The ceremony came on the fifth anniversary of the death of Alfred Nobel, the Swedish inventor of dynamite and other high explosives. As the king of Sweden, Gustav the Somethingth, I feel it is my duty to lament that though we are awarding these prizes for great developments in mankind, Alfred Nobel himself could not be here. Does anyone have any ideas for doing something about that? I've got a spare prize. Quick, does anyone know CPR? Uh, I, I do. We can bring him back, it's not too late. Wait, how long has he been dead? Five years? Oh, it's still fresh. <laughs> oh, that was disgusting. Hello. Al, you're alive. Um, not that I don't appreciate being brought back from the dead. 
But considering I died in a horrible explosion, couldn't you have grafted some false limbs for me? No need to thank us, Nobel. That's the price of peace. Now where's my prize? Right here. Yes, in fact, if you learn CPR, you might not get a Nobel Prize, but you could save a life. This is This Day in History on WHRW Binghamton. Yay. Oh, wonderful. Yes, yay. My name's Rory Sinjin. This is Where Are They Now in History on Cast and Wax. And yay. Yay. We've brought Nobel back to life. Yay. We've learned CPR was saving lives. Yay. Yay, all these things. You know, yay. Yay, it's time to celebrate. Yay, it's Christmas, you know, yay, the holidays, yay, all these things, hurrah, life is wonderful, right, life is so bloody wonderful, isn't that the truth, isn't that how it all is, you know, you, 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 you try to do your best, you, you go out and you learn CPR, and you give someone CPR, saving their life, and they are, all they can do is complain about the fact that, oh, you didn't graft limbs, you know, all I'm saying is, I I don't even know what I'm saying, but you should, you know, I don't know, learn CPR, save lives, you know, be happy, yay, right, yay, that's the message is yay, right, well, Rory Sinjin, where are they now in history, cast and wax. The Earth Guard, the planet's most powerful heroes united in the common goal of protecting the innocent people of planet Earth and defending them from threats of all kinds. From the Guard Tower, their base of operations, they watch over the citizens and spring into action at any sign of danger. To that end... Guard takes shifts, monitoring events all over the globe. Sooner or later, they all have to take a shift of guard duty. This week, the Stallion and Slash Claws in Killing All the Bad Guys. Was, I was joking. I mean, I wasn't joking. I was trying to be, like, sympathetic to their plight. Like, they don't understand how good of a singer I am, but, I mean, I I, mean, I wouldn't really cry about it. You wouldn't do it? No, no, in real life, no. I would just, I would say, I feel, I feel sympathy for you. Um, like, one time, I, well, I shouldn't really talk about that, I don't think. <laughs> what happened? Well, one time... Hey there, Stallion. Stallion. Would, would you look at that? that? I guess it's time for me to head out. Stallion is here, Stallion is here. He's here now to hang out with me. Have a good time, Chief. Thanks. Cheer up. Don't feel bad about the album getting pulled. From what I've heard so far, it might be a blessing in disguise. Bye. Oh, what? 
Man, why did she have to mention that my album's not gonna come out? Don't worry about it. Well, it just it bums me out. I mean, I was like, I wanted to put out an album, and nobody wants to pay for the album to put it out right now. That's a bu- that's a bummer. It's a bummer for me. It's a bummer. You know, that means the only way to hear me singing is to download the podcast. So all my fans gotta do that. Be happy for them. I am. At least something good came out of that mess. What, because they're listening to the podcast? I mean, yeah, the rest of the podcast is okay. It's got skip. Oh, I, I mean, I don't know about a podcast, because I'm a superhero. I'm on the Earth Guard. Uh, my name is uh, Swashcross. Excuse me? Swashcross, that's my name. I'm a superhero. I joined the Earth Guard. Um, I, I guess what happened was I forgot about that. I was just confused, because remember when we fought... Uh, super villain, uh, evil dude. That is his name, evil dude. And he hit me on the head really hard. So it confused me and I forgot that I was slash cross for a second. We all lost something in that debacle. Some more than others. Right, right. That, it was a difficult fight and, uh, you know, that's what happened. So, I mean, you know, because you were there. After all, you know, you're... I'm the leader of the guard. The people here depend on me and I take that responsibility very seriously. I let the jack down. Grant had me between a rock and a hard place, and I had to choose between Jack and the very guard itself. Right, that's what I'm saying, right. But the Jack, I mean, I will tell you, you don't have to worry about losing the Jack, because now you've got me, Swashcross. I'm super awesome. I'm really good at fighting bad guys. There's a heroic attitude. Right, that is because fighting bad guys is what good guys do. That's heroic. So, um... Like, I mean, we went and we fought Evil Dude, and I was, I was like, I've got some cross, slash, cross, you see, cross, swing, and I could slash him, I could strike him down. If I remember correctly, you voted in favor of the strike at that emergency meeting. You authorized me to start that strike. Right, right, it was, I, I think it was my idea. I was like, we're just gonna show everybody we could just strike him down. We had no intention of making the strike a matter of public record. That was the response of Warren Grant. Oh, who you does- got- that was supposed to be a secret? I thought we were just gonna run up there. I mean, that was my idea was we just run up there and show everybody that we could just strike him down. So you think you could lead the Earth Guard better than I could? Well, <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, do you want me to, you want me to be a leader now? And what exactly would you do differently? Well, I mean, I would, I would probably ask everybody to help me with my album. Of course, that's exactly what we need to spend money on. Not like the brain frame needs maintenance or anything. I do require maintenance. I know, brain frame. Yeah, but, yeah, but if I put out album, the album is gonna be like, don't you know the Earth God? Earth God! You should love the Earth God! People don't love the Earth God because we tell them to. No, you have to sing it. You have to sing, and when you sing it, you know, if you're, if you're, it doesn't work for everybody. It only works if you're, like, the best singer in the world. You actually are! That's what I'm saying. So that's why they would do it. That's why I have a lot of fans. Not enough to say, record an entire album, certainly. Okay, that was pretty cold. I don't know why you said that. But the point is, look, if we do this, then I will have enough, and then we will do an entire album, and it will go well. And is that the extent of your visionary leadership? I mean, no. Also, I would kill all of the bad guys, like I was saying. Like, kill Evil Dude. Just kill him. I did that. That was what the whole strike was about, remember? Yeah, but we didn't kill him. We just hurt him, and now he's in jail. So I would, like, sneak into the jail and, you know, kill him. I'm doing that. Were you paying no attention at all at the last meeting? Are you going to kill that dude? <laughs> I didn't know you did really killing. I, f- I thought you didn't. But, like, like I was saying, I would be like, we should kill all of the bad guys. 
just all of them. Every single one. I would just, I got claws. I would slash claws them. Slash claws, slash claws, slash claws, slash claws. They all die. And everybody will go, oh, slash claws, you were so smart. It was so smart of you to tell us to kill all the bad guys. I am the leader of this team, not you. I'd say if you feel that strongly about it, you could start up a movement to usurp my power. But I already know what the results would be. You'd be laughed off the guard tower. I may not be the most popular person among the guard, but they respect me, and they respect my ability to lead this team. They don't like or respect you. So tell me, why would they want you in charge of anything? Uh, well, um... Stallion, that was a really mean thing to say. Why are you so mean, Mr. Stallion? I'm... I'm sorry. That was un- sorry, Don, just cause I took a pause. There's still more to say about how mean you are. I know. That's right, you know. You know how mean you are. I'm sorry. Got- okay, well, you keep interrupting my son. I'm sorry. I know it's been tough on you. Your album being canceled. But why do we have to keep talking about this? This is okay. We're going to change the subject. Um, Okay. I heard that you are going to have a TV show about you. What is it about? I'm the horseshoe detective. I find out people's secrets for a living. Oh, well, that's that sounds pretty cool. I wish I, wish I was on a TV show. You're on my team. Well, I get to be on a TV show with you? Well, that's, I'll tell you, I'm torn because that's cool. But on the other hand, when am I going to record my album? You know? I'm trying to... I'm trying to make peace here. Oh, sorry, sorry. My point is that you're right, okay? Thank you. I am, I am, that's true. That's why we're gonna kill all the bad guys. You do uh, have the guard's best interest in mind. And just because we don't see eye to eye on everything doesn't mean you don't have the occasional good idea. Right, killing the bad guys, is that what you mean? It might be a good idea to let the public know what we're up to. We can't afford to hire someone right now. What with the brain frame in need of repairs. I am in need of repairs. But... I can't believe I'm saying this. If you'd like to be the one in charge of making sure the public is informed of our- Us killing the bad guy. Okay, so then what I'm going to do is I'm going to tell everybody that the Earth Guard from now on is officially going to kill the bad guys. Well, there isn't an official position. Okay, then what I will say is the Earth Guard from now on unofficially, we're going to kill the bad guys. Do you know what I'm saying? Like under the table. That's what we're going to do. Please. Don't make me regret this. You are not going to regret this because all the bad guys will be dead. You're going to be like- there are no more bad guys in the world anymore. The good guys are the only ones we evened up the score. By which I mean we didn't even it up because we won by a landslide. And it's all thanks to Scratch Cross. It's all thanks to Scratch Cross. Jordan D. White, with Michael D. Murkowski as the narrator, Rich Bellin as the stallion, Skate White as Slash Claws, Lynn Nelson as Binary Girl, with theme song by Michael D. Murkowski. <laughs> <laughs>
What the hell was that? That was, uh, that was the next amazing episode of Guard Duty. <laughs> okay, that was an old episode of Guard Duty that you took a character out of and replaced him with yourself. Yeah, that was pretty good, wasn't it? No, that that's preposterous. You can't just edit yourself into old shows. Yeah, I could. I did it. We did it right there. How did you do that? I, I used my Twitter robot. What? My Twitter. I have a, a robot that does Twitter for me, so I could go, hey, tweet a thing. Hey, tweet that I said, uh, most food is good. And it goes, duck, 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 most food is good. Oh, uh, okay, sure. So you, a robot that Twitters for you. But how did it, how did it edit a show? Well, <laughs> it's learning. It's learning? Yeah. <laughs> it gets smarter all the time. Don't tell Dad, because he doesn't want me to have robots. But it is. It's getting better at things. So it's kind of like learning how to do different things on the computer. It can do a little bit of editing, a little bit of special recording and stuff like that. So, uh, <laughs> you know, I might uh, get some cool stuff going on. I'm going to tell Jordan. I'm, in fact, you know what? I'm calling him right no, now. No, what are you doing? No, you're not allowed to do that. Of course I am. I'm, I, you can't stop me. Because I have balls, so I'm going to just do what I want. Um, I'm going to call Jordan right now. Hello? Hi, Jordan. Yeah, uh, it's Frank. Hey, Frank. What's going on? Uh, I'm, we're recording the podcast right now. Frank, this is true. You can hire out to do this. Yeah, I'm going to do what I want. Yeah, yeah good. Um, but I just found out that uh, uh, Scape, um, you know how you said no robots? Oh, uh, yeah. That was, that was a very important move. Right. Well, uh, he's got this Twitter robot, okay? Well, I know about that. That's, what, that's, what, that's Oh, I know. Yeah, and yeah, that's what he said. But it's, he told me it's learning. What? He says it's learning. It, it, it learned how to. He he had it edit an episode of Guard Duty. And he had him edit his, him himself into the episode of Guard Duty. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, hmm. All right. Well, um, do put Scape on the phone. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, Scape, he wants to talk to you. <laughs> well, I don't want to talk to him. Scape, he's your dad. Get listen. I'm putting this phone over to your ear, and you can't stop. Oh, come on, get off. No, just listen. Dad, you told me no robots, but this is a Twitter robot. But he's not, but he's not doing Twitter. No, but that, that doesn't matter. Who cares if he's doing Twitter? He's just, a, that's, he's a Twitter robot. Okay. You're following the letter of the law, but you're not following the spirit of the law. And you know what that means, don't you? Dad. Okay. If you don't use the Twitter robot correctly, I'm going to take the Twitter robot away, and then you have no Twitter. Dad, that's not fair. I think that's very fair, Scape. You know what the point of the no robot rule was. Yeah, but, Dad. Escape. This is a rule. I am your father. If you, do you want me to give the podcast to Frank? Oh, yes, please. No, Dad, no, just keep, I want to keep the podcast. Then you got to follow the rule. That's how it works. You follow the rules, you get to keep the podcast. <sighs> Come on, Dad. Escape. <sighs> Fine. I will only use Twitter robot to Twitter. Thank you. All right, put, put Frank back on. All right. Ah, hi, Jordan. Hey, Frank. Yeah, I'm. So, I mean, I'm sorry to interrupt, but I I thought this was important. It is. It, thank you for doing that. It's very important. Um, is it going well otherwise? Yeah, I mean, Rory's being a you know, Rory's being a, a jerk. He's yelling at the audience and stuff. Oh, God. Well, tell him to cheer up, and um, I gotta go. I got I got Congress is about to meet. All right. Um. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Rory, Jordan says cheer up. So Ooh, good. yes, of course. You know, it's that simple. <sighs> Whatever. Okay. Well, so I'm not allowed to. Edit more episodes, me, but I, whatever. I got more letters, so I'm gonna read letters. Frank, do you want to read a letter, please? Uh, sure. Um, dear Doctor Saint John. Oh, I mean, I guess it's Doctor Sinjin, but Rory, are you a doctor? Well, I mean, no, technically not. That's what I thought. Well, okay, dear Doctor Sinjin, whatever. 
it has come to my attention that you have recently used a public forum to promulgate the idea that an extra history license is required in order to practice the scientific art of extra history. We must ask you no longer to make this fraudulent claim, and additionally, that you rescind any spurious licenses you may have issued, and that you refund at once any monies that may have been paid for them. Furthermore, your extra history-related activities seem to have called into question your qualifications to practice the discipline. Your extra history permit cannot be found in our records. Do you have one? If so, we must ask you to produce it as soon as possible. Vesevil... Vesevil... I don't know how to pronounce this guy's name. Vesevilad... Pnin? Um, anyway, Undersecretary for Permission Affairs, Office of the Director, International Extra History Bureau. So, uh, Rory... He's saying that... Yes, Frank, I get what he's saying. He's saying that my licenses for extra history are invalid and that I need a permit for extra history. You know what, uh, Mr. Pnin, you're just as invalid as I am, so all I can say is hello to a fellow charlatan, apparently. Um, your scam is not going to work. My scam is going to work. So, there we are. Uh, Rory, did you just admit that extra history is a scam? No, Frank, I did not... Obviously, I was being sarcastic. Um, this person is saying that I need a permit for extra history. I don't. I have a license for extra history. I'm a licensed extra historian. And yes, do I issue those licenses? Yes, I do. But I don't need a permit. I need a license and I have one. So, I have noted that you, Mr. Putin, don't have a license. So your permits are invalid. You see, it's a, it's a reciprocal thing. If you want to get together and we can mutually license and permit each other, I'm interested in that. But if you want to say mine is fraudulent, then yours is fraudulent. That's how it is. Yeah, but you called it a scam. I was, that's what I'm saying. I was being sarcastic. He's saying that I, I'm doing a scam. And I'm saying, well, if I'm doing a scam, you're doing a scam. But I'm not doing a scam. I'm legitimate. So if you think we should both be legitimate, I'm in favor of that. If you're saying scam, then you're a scam. Okay, I get you now. Yes, thank you. Okay, uh, Rory, well done. Do you want to read a letter now, too? Fine. Um, hey, Jordan. Long-time listener, first-time writer. Oh, man. I bet that sounds really nerdy. Anyway, I'm a huge fan of Cast and Wax. I realize that many of my favorite, mostly TV, shows have a musical episode, and I was wondering if you would consider doing one. I mean, I know there's music on all of your shows between your intro and your outro music, ukulele performances, the escape singing, but I mean a real musical episode where the hosts and guests break out in a song all at the same time and in perfect tune and harmony about whatever is going on at the time. You have some talented writers and performers on your podcast, and I think it'd be fun if you did a for realsy, legitimate musical episode. Well, musical or not, I look forward to your next episode. Be seeing you, Chelsea. Oh, so that was a letter for Dad. And we, as always, we sent it to him in Washington, D.C. He sent us back a little uh, audio. Uh, hello, Chelsea. Uh, this is Jordan. I am s here saying, um, you know, yeah, I'm interested in doing musical episodes, but they're, they're a lot of work, you know? They're a whole lot of work. Also, I wouldn't be able to do... I mean, a lot of the podcast is not exactly in my control, by which I mean the, 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 the shows that I play, uh, uh, Annie Italic, I think you heard this episode, things like that, those are all pre-recorded, so I don't think that they could just insert a song into those for me on the spur of, a mo of the moment. Uh, maybe they could. Maybe they're interested in doing an Annie Italic musical episode, but I, I don't know if they are. Same with Nathan Van Etten. If Nathan, uh, I, I don't expect that Nathan can just start singing because, you know, these episodes were, were recorded a while ago. That being said, I guess the hosts could and, and the new segments could. I could do a Frank Advice, you know, musical version, have Frank work on that. Although uh, I don't think Frank's a very good singer, so I don't think you'd actually want to hear that. Um, no offense, Frank. Anyway, um, I'll consider it. I'll take it under advisement. Um, but thank you so much for listening, Chelsea. It is a pleasure having fans like you. Be seeing you. 
Excellent. Dad used to do a musical episode where only I sing, I think. Where I'm like, this is the musical episode of CastingWax.com. Yeah. That, that's not how musicals work. I think like they were talking about like it would be emotions. You'd be like singing about how you feel and, and what's going on with you and stuff like that. Not just describing that it's a show. Oh, right. Okay, like, like if I was like, now, now's the time for most food. Open the can and put it in your bowl. I want it. I'll eat it. That nice food. Just let me have it. <sighs> Uh, well, yeah, I guess that's, that would be, that's kind of like a musical, yeah. Uh, thank you, thank you. I didn't say it was good, but okay. Uh, well, it was, so. Uh, what else we got, Red Gallon? Do you want to read another yet, uh? Sure. Uh, what do we got here? Oh, God, it's a long one. Middle States Commission on Higher Education Investigation Updates. Oh, fuck. Heaven's sake. Attention, Rory Sinjin, head researcher, Westerly Fields, Hirohito Loveberger Institute for Extra Historical Studies. Dear Mr. Sinjin, thank you very much for responding to my evaluation visit update. For the record, responding via the Cast and Wax podcast is sufficient as I am an avid listener, both to most efficiently hear your responses and personally, just as a fan. Hi, Jordan. Uh, I appreciate you going on the record regarding your expenditures and licensure red flags. I don't think I need to tell you how many problems we have with the structure of your licensing corporation. Not the least of them is that you licensed two out of three of its administrators, and they licensed you back. We will be investigating further. In addition, we continue to investigate the question of your finances and have begun to uncover some questionable items. As you suggested, we have spoken to Ms. Loveberger and the board about them, and they have denied approving the following items, which were purchased with an Institute credit card or reimbursed to you from Institute funds. One, two small cacti from cactusworldexpress.com. Two, a number of purchases at Brooks Brothers, totaling 60 bow ties over six months. Three, dinner for two at Chez Monsieur, totaling $3,000. Ms. Loveberger did tell me this was a dinner between you two, but that it was most certainly not a business dinner. If you do, in fact, have the supporting documentation that these were approved expenditures, please mail them to me so that I may have the signatures examined. Ms. Loveberger claims that these were not pre-approved and that these documents may have been forged. I look forward to hearing back from you on the podcast. Sincerely, Ella Knightley, Bronx Manhattan Coordinator, Middle States Commission on Higher Education. June. June, seriously. Is this all that can be between us now? Is this all... Is this all that I am to you? You know, a... A person that you once were familiar with, you know, that, that you, you had dinner with. There was, yes, we had dinner. It was $3,000, but it was, it was a beautiful night. And you're going to Sally that night? I mean, regardless of what's happened between us now, regardless of all the cheeseburgers, all of the name-calling, all of the, well, whatever it is you're doing, because I don't know, because you won't talk to me, regardless of all of that, that night... It was a beautiful night, and, and, and you're going to make that night seem sordid and cheap. Well, not, you know, not monetarily cheap. It was $3,000, but you're going to make it seem tawdry, you know, by, by implying that I stole money from the, the Institute. You know, June, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm sorry I called you a bitch earlier. I'm sorry. I, I, I did it a few times, I think. I'm sorry about that, and I... I would be interested in, in getting back together with you. I really would. Um, 
I'm not... I mean, I, I can't stop the Juneteenth Cheeseburger Institute. I can't. It's it's well underway, and it's bringing me lots of money, so I can't stop it. But, you know, I don't see why this has to be an obstacle. I really don't. You and I were special, weren't we? Call me, you know, let me know. Uh, Rory, it also mentions the two cactuses, so... Yes, you know, okay, fine. Uh, right. Someone emailed us and said they wanted cactuses. I bought the cactuses, and I sent him the cactuses, and I charged him a lot of money. Was it because I was emotionally attached to the cactuses, as some have suggested? Oh, yeah, was it, was it, was it? No, it wasn't. It was because I just honestly believed that the service of me ordering two cactuses was worth $1,000 each. That's not a problem, is it? That sounds like a legal thing. If he doesn't think that's a, that's a good thing, he's welcome to not use my cactus-gathering services ever again. But you know what? You could speak to my lawyer about it. Um, he's, he's, he's one of... He's someone with the last name Roma, or perhaps a she. Look, the point is, just look, on, look up Roma in the law numbers, and you'll... Uh, forget the cactuses, you know? I don't know why you're going on about these cactuses. And the, as for the bow ties, I look very smart in a bow tie, and that's part of my job, is looking smart. So I don't see how that's against the business. I, I stand behind all three of those purchases, especially, especially number three, June, especially number three, and I don't know why you won't just, you know... Get in touch with me. We can go back to Chez Monsieur. I've, I can pay for it myself. I've got the money. You know that. So just let's go there. You know, you and I, let's share another bottle. And we'll, I, you know, I'm not going to eat meat. I'm not eating meat. I'm just making lots and lots of money off of other people eating meat. It's a separate thing. You know, and I'm able to separate those two, and I don't know why you're not. Perhaps I'm a little more sophisticated than you are. I always thought I was. At any rate, um, June, please. Did you want to say anything to Ella? <sighs> Ella, you know, yes, right, Ella. Um, June's a flaming bitch, so she's lying uh, to get revenge on me for uh, something petty and foolish. And, um, you know, I, I don't think you should listen to that, <laughs> frankly. So, uh, anyway, yes, uh, June... I'm sorry I said that. Please. Dinner at Chez Monsieur, please. Like I said, call me. Mixed messages there. Mixed messages. Yes, your business, right. Like I said, butt out. Remember when I said that? Yes? Fine. Uh, for Escape, we got another letter. Yes, uh, Rory, I think it's your turn to read it, please. <sighs> Fine. Dear Frank, thanks for the information in response to my inquiry. What you eat sounds quite adequate. I think we can get moving on having you be a host as soon as possible. As a measure of thanks, I am overnighting some microwave pizza and a cupcake for you. I hope you enjoy. Andy, the hookwab. I think you're actually saying it right, Dr. Yes, I believe I am. Uh, excellent. Well, uh, that's an advanced payment. I, I do like that. Uh, microwave pizza, um, yeah, it's pretty good. Cupcake, sounds uh, tasty. So uh, I look forward to getting that. Um, I have it for, uh, for lunch as soon as I get it. So, good. <sighs> oh my God, there's one letter left. Just one. One rather. And, uh, Frank, I think you should read it. Sure. Uh, Rory, bro, last podcast you were saying how your new job is to get wasted, spun around and dizzy, and walk around pooping in a field, and it made me wonder, what happens when you barf in the field? Because I'm not going to lie, your job sounds like it would produce more barf than dookie. Later, dude. Big Mike. <sighs> Mike, you know, there are questions that one is asked and they cut to the soul of a person they 
they make one realize how devoid of meaning one's life is and how utterly pointless existence can be when you don't have someone to share it with, when you don't have fulfillment, when you don't have anything to make you a whole person other than millions of dollars. And it's it's a thing that is, is happening to me right now. Your letter is so inane and so, you know, frankly stupid that I, it makes me, it honestly makes me sick. And you're talking about Bath and I might Bath here because it makes me ill that there are people like you in this world and that they think that they are better off than me, you know, that they, you know, you're probably sitting there saying you'd like my job. Well, you know what? You can have it. You're, you're welcome to it, except that I can't give it up because I'll lose the only thing I have left, which is money. So, you know, when one is as low as I, um, emotionally speaking, one has to hold on to the thing that one can, which is my money. And um, I will, uh, I will do that. So, the answer is when I puke, you know, I have to chart that too. It's, it's just a, there's a different chart. Um, they added that recently because they noticed that I was puking so much. So they uh, have a vomit chart made up special for me because, of course, uh, Holly Wonderbar did not vomit nearly as much. She was a cow, so she would chew on cud. And um, I'm, I'm, frankly, it's kind of a bright spot that they have not said, when I vomit, I must chew on it like a cow would do and then swallow it again. Uh, the fact that they made the chart is sort of a relief. So, yes, they do make a separate chart for my vomit. And it's a separate reading, and now you know. And now I know that you are part of the uh, the problem. So, there is that. Okay, uh, thank you all for listening. Like I said, next time is Christmas. Christmas time is here. I know you're probably thinking, hey, Sleepy, I thought you hate Christmas. Well, I'll tell you, I do. But... This year, Dad is going to come home from Washington to see me at Christmas time. So I'm not going to be alone at Christmas. That makes me happy. So maybe for once in my life, I'll have a decent Christmas. <sighs> that's one of us, then. Oh, no, that's two of us. I'm also going to have a good Christmas. Yes, of course. It's wonderful having Christmas by yourself. I I'll be doing it my as well. Well, then why, you know, that's, that's your choice. God, Rory, don't be such a bummer. Don't, don't be such a bummer, Rory. You know, tell life not to be a bummer. Tell life not to not to suck the joy out of everything. Except money. Oh, God. Anyway, um, I will be seeing you. I think everybody else will be seeing you. Um, if you don't be seeing us, um, hmm. Merry Christmas. Christmas time is here And just around the corner Waits a shining brand new year Now everyone can love As if they have nothing to fear Except ecstasy without end It's Christmas again See I've got mistletoe Here in my apartment Where the cobwebs once did grow Here's my chance to love you More than I could ever show when you were just my friend It's Christmas again Now I have it all, now I have it all Now I have it all, now I have it all Cause it's Christmas time again Now I have it all, now I have it all Now I have it all, now I have it all Cause it's Christmas time again Can you dig it? It's Christmas time again Can you dig it? It's Christmas time again I can dig it, now I'm not 
particular I simply call to say I'll be in your neighborhood today Can I drop by just to watch you grin It's Christmas again Now I have it all, now I have it all Now I have it all, now I have it all Cause it's Christmas time again Now I have it all